When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We are back on the game. It is hour number two. We also call it the game after work. Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, Trey Beyond Berkland, uh, scheduled to be joined by Casey Women's basketball coach Jeff Mitty here in just a moment. But if you missed the last hour, man, hit up that podcast. It's been an eventful last hour because the Colorado Board of Regents went from a meeting of uh, just voting yes or no to move from the Pac-12 to the Big 12. It took about 15 minutes. And I mean, right after that meeting, Colorado has an official release. Big 12 Brett Yormark follows up in such a gangster way by just saying they're back. That was his full statement. Colorado, out of the Pac-12, they're officially back in the Big 12, and they will officially begin Big 12 play once again the 24-25 season. Again, welcome back to the game. What a What a show it's been. Uh, I was just reading kind of through the Big 12 or the uh, Colorado, rather, their uh, official release. And they just said the Colorado Board of Regents unanimously voted a resolution Thursday allowing the University of Colorado Boulder, getting real formal about this, Mm -hmm. to join the Big 12 conference effective for the 2024-25 academic year. I mean, I don't know if you had to throw Boulder in there. I don't think we're going to confuse the University of Colorado with anybody else. What's another University of Colorado in Colorado, what's another town? Uh, you've got uh, UCCS, you've got UC Denver. Um, so it, it it's the it what it is is along the same lines of having to identify specifically because uh, you know, for example, there's Cal and there's UCLA, and there are other University of California schools in the system. Well, yesterday, Colorado versus the Pac-12, it was Colorado ninety nine percent chance that they're jumping over to the Big Twelve. And at the end of the game, the Pac-12 never got the ball back. Colorado took a knee. Game over. And Colorado now 100% back in the Big 12. But let's shift directions. We are now joined by K-State women's basketball coach Jeff Mitty as we catch up with Coach Mitty. Coach, great to uh, talk to you once again. How's your summer going? Uh, Good, Mitch. Yeah, busy as always. July, you know, with a lot of recruiting still out on the road a lot. I'm actually in the Kansas City Airport now. Boarding a flight for Memphis here in a little bit. Well, what's your uh, what's your thoughts on the big news that Colorado's back in the Big Twelve? Yeah, you know, I think it's good. I think it's uh, another uh, another statement by our commissioner that uh, 
you know, we're, we're, we're stable, we're attractive, we're doing a lot of things that are following people, and, um, you know, we're going to be aggressive. And in this climate, uh, if you're not aggressive, uh, it's not a good thing. And so, uh, yeah, I think it's good. I think, uh, you know, it's going to be an interesting uh, two, three weeks here, right? <laughs> yeah, and I know you just touched on it, but you, you mentioning Brett Yormark there, the commissioner of the Big 12, who's now been at the job for a year I mean, how impressed have you been over these last 12 months of what he's been able to do? Yeah, you know, I think it started, I think, you know, Bob Bowlesby did a great job with getting the four, but what Brett's done coming in is from a branding perspective and a TV perspective, I mean, he's been phenomenal. He has just done such a great job of of making this uh, so attractive. And, uh, you know, I was part of the coaches that went out to Rucker Park and, uh, you know, those kind of things gather attention and gather uh, media attention. And certainly I think, uh, you know, when you're talking about the TV markets and you're talking about all these things that uh, are necessary for top-notch conferences, I think he's, he's making all the right moves. You mentioned the the Rucker Park, the the Big Twelve hoops in the park. That's off, that's New York City where Rucker Park is, and not you weren't alone. Coach Tang from the men's basketball team was there as well. What was that experience like? You know, it was good. It was really good. Um, you know, we had dinner the night before all the coaches and some of the sponsors and uh, some of the conference administrators as well. So you know, you don't get to do that very often. So that that was uh, a nice night, and then. You know, the uh, kicked off the next morning, and uh, you know it. You uh, know, you're talking about one of the iconic places to play basketball, right? And everybody knows Rucker Park, and everybody uh, is familiar. It. it um, so it was fun to be doing a clinic there. You know, the kids. I think the one thing is, it's just investing your time and in the youth, and, and a lot of those kids don't get a chance to be around. Uh, college coaches and um you know to maybe give them a uh a look at what might be possible you know uh, where they might be able to play i think is important i think it's important that we do those things what restaurant did you go what'd you get you know what i've got a steak uh it was just the, the restaurant there at the hotel uh they closed it down for actually i think it was closed on mondays but they opened it up for us so it was wow. just us in there so you know that was um that was nice because, you know, you get to have different conversations then and everybody's excited about, you know, just the uh, season coming up, the, the summers, all those things. And so it was good to just spend some time with some coaches. I got to know, who pulled the strings on that? <laughs> <laughs> on which part? On, on the having the uh, closed restaurant open up for just you guys. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm going to guess Commissioner Wilmer. Okay. Oh, um, true. Oh, it was all know, the coaches, right? Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, it was all the coaches. Um, you know, we had uh, men's coaches and women's basketball coaches. So yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was a good time. Okay, I just pictured you and and uh, Tang and and uh, you know everybody else that was with you guys there. But no, that's cool. You guys got to. Uh, yeah, Jerome and I, Jerome and I sh- shut down a restaurant and said, "Come on, put this thing on." <laughs> I, that, that would, would be, be cool. incredibly <laughs> impressive if you pulled that off. That would be cool. Was what, now I, I saw you shared a picture of Times Square. That wasn't your first stop, was it? Well, you know the thing is, we didn't have a lot of time, so oh. we we actually were staying at the Hard Rock there. So, oh wow. Um, we didn't even get in until right before dinner. So we went straight to dinner, 
the pictures I shared, I got up early the next morning, went to get a little workout in before the clinic, and you know, just kind of went, you know, just kind of went walking around. You know, you, you, I haven't been in time for a while. Before you forget the early morning, you've got Good Morning America going on. You've mm-hmm. got uh, NBC Stock Show. You've got Fox News on the other side of the street. So you've got a lot of things going on at five thirty six a.m. already. We're speaking with KC women's basketball coach Jeff Mitty here on the game. I want to jump to what uh, what news came out last week, and that was the Big Twelve announcing what your conference schedule is going to look like for the upcoming season with 14 teams uh, determined you're still going to play 18 games but five opponents you'll play at home and on the road and that happens to be KU, Oklahoma, Texas, Iowa State, and UCF. Is there anything you can share with us about the Big 12 strategy on, on how to schedule you and the rest of the Big 12 moving forward? Yeah, it's a really interesting point because what I can share with you is is what they told us. I, I'm not sure they found a way to use it appropriately. They were talking about using past years, and then they, they wanted us to, you know, kind of pick the league early. So, you know, it's kind of the unbalanced, but they want to make sure that the top teams are playing the top teams for, for RPI purposes. And so I think what they found out was when you're adding four teams, that's really hard to do because they don't have a – track record in the league so it ended up being more forecast off of the prediction so we've got a tough slate if you look at uh texas we've got texas twice ou twice ku twice which those will be teams i think will be picked in the top five or six in the league and then baylor on the road i think they'll be there um i think it's probably good that it's tougher for us because you know the one thing about on the women's side some of the teams that we're bringing in didn't have great years last year. So from a uh, net standpoint from that, you, uh, you don't know how it's going to happen, but you want to have a strong schedule. Yeah, that is a tough one. You're talking about the home and away. you got the three best teams from last year's uh, Big 12 slate that you'll play twice this upcoming season. Uh, yeah, Iowa State, yeah, no question, yep. And meanwhile, don't have the non-con out. Where is that currently? Is there anything you can share with us about the non-con, who to expect? Yeah, we 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 should have it out, except there's been one little hiccup in that the Florida tournament still lacks a team. So um, they haven't given us that team yet, and they're still working on it. So it looks like um, we are at Iowa, so we'll get the rematch with Caitlin Clark. Um, we've got Wisconsin at home in Bramlage. Um, we've got Missouri in St. Joe in the inaugural uh, Bill Snyder Classic. And then it looks like um, the Power Fives currently right now in the Florida tournament, us, North Carolina, and Iowa. And then it looks like Oregon State's the one they're trying to add. And they will put Iowa opposite of us because we've already played them early, so the only way we'll play Iowa is if we match up you know, through the bracket. So um, we've got some good challenges. I'm excited about that. No kidding. An opportunity to play Iowa twice? That, that That's pretty wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just kind of worked out that way. Um, um, and, you know, it, if, uh, you know, if it happens, you, you definitely uh, – you think it's going to happen in the winter side of the bracket because they are certainly very, very good, and they've got the majority of their team back. Yeah, and what a time. I mean, Iowa, all that star power that really developed during the NCAA tournament. Have you heard, because 
I ran into Randy Peterson and No Stone Unturned, and uh, we got talking about. I mean, to me, I, I remember growing up and watching those the great teams that K State women's basketball had in the early two thousands. I mean, this got to be one of the most anticipated seasons uh, since probably then. Have you heard any updates on ticket sales or like season ticket sales? You know, I haven't. I, the only thing I keep hearing is that they're way up, um, but yeah. I haven't got a number. I haven't asked. Um, I'm going to get back to the office next week, and I'll probably check on that. Um, I just haven't. This month has been uh, barely in Manhattan for a day or two, enough time to do some laundry, get back on the road, and then see the team for maybe a 48-hour stretch. But um, I think the numbers are way up, so that's exciting for us. Very exciting. And I, I Coach, got a couple more questions, and I'll let you catch your flight. But I was hoping to get updates on – a couple of new additions, of course, and then a player that didn't play last year. Uh, the two Louisville transfers in Leicester and Walker, who are two, of course, you know, big-time pickups that will be very helpful, hopefully, towards your depth. And then Gisela Sanchez, that came out uh, yesterday, 6-3-4, that's going to be playing for the Spain under-20 national team at the FIBA under-20. That's a, that's a pretty big deal for her. Real big deal for her. You know, represent her country, and she's been on, she's on the – under-20 team last year. That's where she got hurt. Um, you know, Gisela told me, do not come watch me this time. Because <laughs> um, last year when I flew uh, I flew over to Hungary to watch her is when she uh, uh, tore the ACL. So I might take a peek. Uh, those games are online, so if our fans don't want to follow the games, they are early in the morning, um, Saturday and Sunday, but they are streamed online. You can go on the FIBA website and find that. Um and then uh, she's doing good. She 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 was with us in June, doing very well. Um, Di Walker, really excited about her, has the ability off the bounce that we wanted. And then uh, Imani Lester has really looked good, really uh, smart, intelligent player. You can uh, early indications are you can run some stuff through her because she 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 gets it. She understands a good passer. So yeah, really uh, really pleased with uh, all three of those. What uh, we we got to ask about Aoka Lee? What's the latest on her? Ahead of schedule, um, yeah, we've been really, um, yeah, really ahead of schedule. Uh, she's doing individual drills right now. Um, she um, has really, boy, knock on wood, has really not had any kind of setbacks. And you know, I think we talked when we talked a while back. It was going to be a phase here in July where. She Doing a lot of jumping, a lot of single leg stuff that was, you know, could have a setback, but she just continues to move forward. So we think that um, we think we could get full clearance by um, end of August here. That is fantastic news, Jeff Mitty, our guest here on the game. All right, to wrap up, I know you're about to catch a flight, so I, I got to ask what what is uh, what do you typically do when it comes to leaning back? On an airplane chair, you typically lean back or you keep it keep, keep it forward. You want to be courtesy. You want to keep it courtesy towards those behind you. <laughs> um, I'm kind of an in betweener. Um, if I'm working, um, I'm I'm definitely forward, right? Um, but um, if I'm if I'm tired or, or want to rest a little bit, I'll try to go halfway back so I'm not you know sitting in somebody's lap. Um, um, you know, so um, I'm kind of a tweener. You know, it's, there's not a lot of space on these airplanes, so you know it's hard for everybody, right? 
Yeah, no kidding. Well, luckily, uh, I got the short legs. I got plenty of room. I don't have to lean too far back, but you're much taller than I am, so I completely understand. But, uh, Coach, if we'll... you were behind me, Mitch, I might, I might lean all the way back. I'm, I might do that. As long as he's not the guy getting the first-class seat or the, uh, or the exit row, we're okay. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I don't there mind sitting go. up front hey, once in a while. All right, Coach. Hey, Mitch, I do want to. Yeah, go ahead. I want to mention one thing before we get off. Um, go ahead. Tonight, our team is going to be at the rodeo tonight, and they will be helping pass the booth for cancer in the Johnson Cancer Research Center. You know, Santa works on campus with them, so uh, um, they'll be passing the booth the next three nights. But our team will be at the rodeo tonight. So anybody that wants to 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 see them and ask them how the summer is going, they'll be out there. Well, I hope they do well in the heat. It's going to be a hot one out there tonight. But, uh, Coach, safe travels, and uh, hopefully we'll be talking to you soon. Thank you for your time. All right, guys. Thank you. It's K-State Women's Basketball Coach Jeff Mitty catching up with him here on the game. We'll take a break. More of the game next. Welcome back on the game. Mitch Fortner, Trey Coverdale, and Travion Berkland are the three here on the show. We'll be back for, of course, a full two hours tomorrow. Uh, man, I already have the juices, or I have the uh, the wheels right. turning in the uh, in the old mind of what to do with tomorrow's show. Tomorrow could be a lot of fun uh, because now that Colorado's back in the conference, I think you know. Of course, we're happy about it. Coors. Um, oh, sorry. Well, I'm like <laughs> now. I think tomorrow's the, the time to kind of make fun of them, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, you're back. <laughs> you're poorer than you used to be. I, glad, glad to have oh. you back, but we got to rib you a little bit for the uh, for the fun, for the interesting return. I, I, I hope that by the time that they get back, that the visitors uh, booth and actually really both of the radio booths have gotten upgrades of the televisions that were in place. They were still four by threes. The last time I was in the visitors' oh, yeah. radio booth, there. Well, the big news from the first hour, uh, boy, a lot happened in the four o'clock hour. Colorado has a board of regents meeting to uh, get everybody's vote, and it was unanimous to bring Colorado back to the Big Twelve after the Big Twelve presidents yesterday voted to, hey, Colorado, if you want to welcome back, sure, come on back, you're welcome to. It took fifteen <laughs> minutes for the meeting, and they had eighteen people vote. So it was it was moving pretty quickly, and then it was just minutes later. I mean, Colorado was fully ready to go. I mean, the decision wasn't made just yesterday, right? To, to make the move, it was probably a week ago when their AD was like, "Oh, hey, George, you uh, you promised us some numbers on a new media deal, and he gave us nothing." Probably time to make a move. Probably time to make a move, and then of course. George Klyovkov just butchers the end of his press conference. I mean, absolutely blows it. And then the AD, right out the door. Apparently, there was a scheduled meeting that he had to get to. Apparently. Uh, which, of course, you know, the timing's so perfect on that, right? He was able to just leave right after the opening comments from George Klyovkov, get out the door. Yeah, the things things were already moving. Just didn't become public until yesterday. That's why it felt like it was moving really fast. I mean, it took... What felt what? I mean, because I remember yesterday's show, we barely just started the show. I couldn't even get to my It's Wednesday, You Know What That Means. Right. And, and Troy's showing me a tweet that Colorado's making the jump. Fast forward, 24 hours and 20 minutes later, it's done. And how about we 
dig into another tweet that just came out a few moments ago. Big 12 will add between one and three schools to join Colorado in 2024, sources telling Brett McMurphy and Action Network. League will first seek others from the Pac-12 to join. If none do so, Big 12 would add one group of five. UConn, Memphis, San Diego State, or UNLV to reach the even number of teams in 2024. So you just threw out some teams for the group of five that I'm actually a little bit surprised. Uh I mean, a little bit. San Diego State would be one of them. I mean, that's just... Is that not Brett Yormark just trying to, what's the right way to say, whiz on the grave of that's being dug right now for George Klyovkov? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's, of course, if things don't work out with the first, you know, plan A is Pac-12, plan B is group of five, where they would add one. The number one or three, it, there's no two, because you're at 13 right now. They're not going to go to 15. They're going to avoid an odd number. To, to simply put it this way, it is a scheduling nightmare. Nobody wants to be at an odd number when it comes to conferences and trying to schedule that. So it's 14 or it's 16. Um, and how fast does that happen? It's a good question. It could happen soon. I would imagine it's going to happen soon because you want this in place for 2024. So you're talking... You want them to be an official, official member by the time July rolls around in 2024. Okay? And the Pac-12 does not have a new media rights deal. The Pac-12 current members, with the expiration of the current deal, whatever it is, next summer, they're free to go without any penalty, without any exit fee. Free to go. We're talking the whole rest of the Pac-12. They're free to go. There's nothing holding them back right now. There is nothing on the table right now for the Pac-12. It seems like it makes sense for at least one more to jump, right? Interesting comments, and I will not identify who they're from, but they're. I'm just getting messaged from a small university athletic director who knows how this game is played, and he brought up the point that really that this decision is a month in the making and was made at the Collegiate Athletic Directors Convention a month ago. Because that's where the business happens, was his comment, essentially. So that means that someone is already in the wings, effectively. There's got to be someone who the conference feels pretty competent about sitting there in that position right now, then. My prediction would be Arizona. The wild card is Oregon or Washington, uh, because again the rumors have been swirling around. It could they might have some interest, um, and then when you're talking group of five, I mean my first thoughts was UConn, mm-hmm. which which nobody. I mean they've already talked. There's no there would be no surprise there. Uh, of course, strong basketball ties more towards the goals of what Brett Yormark wants to do with basketball. They also happen to have football, which is just as crappy as Colorado. Uh, but, of course, have a bit of a softer schedule than Colorado, but just as crappy. It's not good. <laughs> uh, they don't have a Deion Sanders right. as their coach. Right. Uh, so a big difference there. Uh, much smaller stadium, I'm pretty sure. Big difference there. Uh, but they're in a pretty interesting market. I mean, they're right there in a kind of a sweet spot. New York City, Boston, 
Providence, um, you know, in that New England area. Right. Um, and already, I mean, a monster brand for basketball. They, uh, To me, they're the juggernaut of the 2000s or this century. Well, and then on top of that, they're ESPN's backyard. Yeah, oh, that too. Yeah, I didn't even think just, about just, that. Just as a... Just as a point. Happened to be in the same state. Yes, you're right. I did not even think about that. Um, But men's and women's basketball, I mean, just absolute juggernauts in this. Yes. In this century. Yes. Uh, Women's basketball, I think, actually, you know, dips into the 90s. I don't know their history that well, but I'm pretty sure. How long has Gino Auriemma been at UConn? Forever and a day. Yeah. Feels like a very long time and won multiple national championships. UConn men have won, I think, what? I mean, what, they won now five. You got to go back to I don't remember, how, but I don't, I don't know if it's all in this century. I don't think it is. But no, there were. You, I think you dip into the nineties. Yeah. I think you'll find the five. I mean, they winning a lot of national championships. That would be UNLV is a little bit surprised, but it is Vegas. There's always been that speculation. Brett Yormark would be interested in moving the Big Twelve tournament to Vegas. Well, or and, New York City. Okay, and then on top of that, not only Vegas, but in terms of a football product, you have Allegiant Stadium. Well, Big 12 uh, championship game now, Legion Stadium, Las Vegas, Nevada. A lot of people will be interested in that, don't get me wrong, but uh, I don't know. It, it just it would seem odd to have UNLV in the Big 12. It really would. This administrator just pointed me that uh, he feels realignment will throw a ripple through every level of athletics at this point. Oh, my God, it's, it's Oregon. Washington, so, Washington isn't that kind of his, ripple effect. His bet is that it's either Utah— or it becomes the Utah Arizona schools as the three. So if it's that, if it's the package four corners deal, yes, that would be the ripple effect. If we're talking just one more with Colorado, right? I'm going right to Utah, right? Or not Utah? I'm going to Oregon. I don't think Utah would have the ripple effect. I think Oregon would be the ripple effect because they're a ginormous brand. I mean, they're absolutely bankrolled by Nike. That's just a brand that's really hard to compete with. And then, unfortunately for K-State, who was looking to be the new juggernaut of the Big 12, the new top brand of the Big 12, Oregon, unfortunately, would would steal that from us. But, I mean, there's so many scenarios. Who was the who were the other group of fives you threw out from that Brett McMurphy the, the, report? Yeah, let me get back to that here. Was Memphis um, one of them? Yes, Memphis was one. UConn, Memphis, San Diego State, or UNLV. See, and to me, Memphis isn't crazy exciting. It is interesting, but if there, when it comes to group of five, if there's anybody that's been really trying to get this kind of attention when it comes to conference realignment and being accepted to a Power Five, Memphis has been really trying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They've put in effort in the last, what would you say, five years? Yeah, right down to the uh, right down to the NCAA violations on her penny too. Yeah, was Larry Brown on the bench? Amazing how that happens. And they're work. They're doing work to the Liberty Bowl, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Uh, they're trying. They're trying. They're trying. They're, they're, they really they're want trying. the move. They really want the move. But but it they've does, invested money. It, it does amaze me how uh, anybody would put the walking NCAA violation that is Larry Brown on your on their bench as an assistant at any point. Yeah. All right. Well, obviously, this has been an amazing day. Colorado's back in the conference. I'm sure we're going to make fun of them a little bit tomorrow. Of course. There is a. Uh, <laughs> 
I mean, when it comes to memories. Oh, God. I don't know why the 2007 games, seven games, the first one that pops in my mind. I'm talking about the football game. I don't know if that was just the right time. Like to, I mean, case Ron Prince absolutely beat the crap out of Colorado that day, um, which is, you know, it's a bit funny. Um. That that would be Dan Hawkins, right? That yes. would be Dan Hawkins era, two thousand seven. Yes, and it was an eight o'clock kick. Somebody shared highlights yes. of it on Twitter today, yes. and it reminded me of that. But it's always stuck in my mind that Colorado game for some reason because it was just a, such an odd kickoff time, eight o'clock, and Leon Patton, James Johnson just tore them up. I mean, tore them up. That was a really. It's always fun to be Colorado, and plus, I I've never been to Boulder. I've never been to a game in Boulder or anything, basketball, whatever. But there's always been, like, the the stories of, like, Colorado fans are real jerks. Oh, that, You'll get stuff thrown on yeah, you. That, you can probably that, speak on that. Well, that's the first memory that came to mind for me was Willie getting clotheslined on the field by a fan after a game. Never heard that one. <laughs> only, only stories I've ever heard of is from former co or from co-hosts like John, sure, yeah, or, or uh, like Tyler Dryling. He, sh- I think he has, has has some stories. Of course, so, Matt Walters. So Willie is down on the field in post game, and is you know having some fun with kiddos, and one comes up and kicks him in the shins, and so he jokingly is chasing him. Now, this is the day and age when it is still the scary head, not the redone. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Bring which, that back. Which it was constructed around a football helmet, and it was 50 pounds. Ooh, ooh. And some drunk fool, recognizing that Willie is running after this kid, sticks out the arm and clotheslines him. I had never seen the guy who played Willie so angry. <laughs> and he was on the he was on the, our buses from to and from the hotel that we had for the marching band because we were playing the next day at Mile High. And I had never seen him so angry. And I mean he was steaming and cursing the entire way from the stadium all the way out to the buses. It, it it's so weird actually seeing a Willie the Wildcat take the head off. It it just as a diehard K State fan, it's really weird to see that <laughs> unfold. It's almost like just seeing somebody strip naked. Yeah, I, actually, I had a friend of mine who was who was essentially a backup when we were in school. But this was this was this was number one. It it really screws with reality. Yes, it does for a second. Yes, it does. And I've seen it happen many times because Willie, like for a baseball game, will come up to the press box, and like that's where the head comes off, and you'll see yep. a Catch person a carry a huge bag out. Yeah, with the Willie head in it. Yeah. And I asked him. I asked this particular person one time. I was like, "Could I please put it on? Can I please just do it one time?" But apparently. That would be sacrilegious to let somebody who is not Willie put the head on. Tradition, baby. And I understand that. But nobody was around. Yeah. It's just between me and you. Let me do it this one time, please. Remember, like, one year there was, like, a junior Willie. Like, 98, for some reason, rings a bell. And I feel like I was at a game one time, and there was a junior Willie. And I wanted to be that junior Willie so bad. I, I wish for just one game or whatever, even though I'd be super short. I, 
I would be so below average when it becomes when it comes to the height and like the muscles, the arm muscles of a Willie the Wildcat. But if I could just have that experience one time to do the KSU in front of a crowd, like I could I could see that as being a major adrenaline rush. There is one thing about the K State Colorado rivalry that, that I'm going to miss because it can't be replicated now because of how the structure is at the stadium and how the veneer complex is built. Okay. It used to be that Willie and Chip would do skateboard races down the hill <laughs> from the locker rooms that on the had, ramp. That had to be a very short amount of time that actually took place. Oh, yeah. It had to be a special will, like just a special marriage where there were two dudes that could ride skateboards. Yeah. Oh, it was hilarious. It was fun to watch. Well, I remember the days when the mascots would actually like put on a fight on the sidelines, and the home mascot would always win. Sure. I'm not talking about the the tackle skit. Sure, I'm not talking about that. It would just be like they would have a wrestling match on the sideline, and the home mascot would win. Uh, the the days of the Iowa State yell leaders getting a hold of Willie and essentially running him into the goalpost, legs and first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I've never had a bad I've never had a bad run in with a Colorado fan. I know they have the reputation, but I don't have any of those stories. I need to double check what the current status is on beer at the stadium. I know I know because the, DG because tomorrow. A part of that ended when they stopped serving beer at the stadium. Mm. Which they did for a while. Is it back? I believe it is. Yes. But I mean, let's be honest. There was a reason why they ended those beer sales for a while at the stadium. Was it Colorado fans I heard the fl- the, the the throwing of sandwiches? I feel like DG told us a story <laughs> oh, one time there were there was oh, there were sandwiches involved. The the uh time that they threw muscle milk balls uh bars at the University of Kansas band. Oh, really? Hadn't heard that one. Yeah, because muscle milk was a sponsor and so they, were, they were giving out protein bars. How long ago was that? Oh god, that was that was early '90s. Oh, I had no idea Muscle Milk's been around that long. Yeah, that, that was that was an all timer. We'll have a lot of fun uh, with Colorado tomorrow. Meanwhile, we'll take a break. When we come back, your number one song of the day after these words. Speaking of which, Saw is coming out with another version. I'm a big Saw fan. Oh boy, I I love the concept of the movies. No, thank you. It's not like when it comes to the acting and like the storyline, definitely not the best. But the actual traps. The games are quite interesting. No, like, thank Jigsaw you. Jigsaw as a villain is pretty interesting. The last Jigsaw movie was horrible. I don't like any of them past two. I actually didn't mind the new one, the Jigsaw movie. That was. I have not seen the Chris Rock movie. I've that's not the, seen that's that one. the one. Okay, there was. Yeah. Okay, then there was another one that I had seen. Maybe it's like Saw 9 or whatever. Right. This will be the 10th one. It yes. comes out in September. Yeah, the Chris Rock one I just thought was hilarious for the wrong reasons. So, <laughs> Well, because Chris Rock's in a horror movie. Yeah, yeah, but he's playing it like completely. It just, it's, it's, it was really bad. I love the traps. I, I think they're fascinating. I, I am not a big gore person when it comes to horror flicks. I, I'm okay. I, I mean, I, you know. I grew up not being censored to those kind of things. I, I, I guess I'm more along the lines of I'll go with the Stephen King style. I mean, yes, a completely different style where there's little gore. If you also think about when the movies came out, you know, 
um, it just wouldn't have been Stephen King's style, probably, to no. have a whole lot of gore in it. No. Um, I mean, I think about Christine. I mean, you would think there would be blood gushing everywhere. Right. Not nope, necessarily. Just thing. inside the car, there would be, you know, mm-hmm. a mess. Yes. But it's gone pretty quickly. Misery. There's Misery. not a lot of gore to it. Well, no, I just the hobbling. Just the one, hobbling. Yeah, just one big-ass sledgehammer. Yeah, when when the hobbling comes up and you get to that scene, if you're squeamish, that's a hard scene to watch. Because when you see that foot turn sideways, yeah, it's like, damn. Yeah. It's all Chick fake. It's crazy. Well, yes, it's all fake. Well, it was a prosthetic. Yes, we're aware of that, but... Gore doesn't get to me at all. Maybe I'm just nah, totally I'm cool desensitized. I've just never been a big horror guy to begin with. Travion, do we have time for one quick question? I know you got to get us out of here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we got to get a question. <laughs> I, I think he's got the realization that he's got to go and do another job after this. Yet. I, I never knew this would stress him out. Go ahead. Uh, so, going with the horror theme, what's the most disturbing thing you've ever witnessed? I was actually thinking about this the other day because I've like never seen a car accident before, oh. like ever take place. Oh, uh, boy. Um, having a car it, driving the wrong way into a crowd of vehicles and watching someone go off the road to try to avoid it and flipping the vehicle they were in. I'm not going to lie. Um, they walked away. My answer to that question might have to be what we're witnessing right now. <laughs> And that is George Klyovkov's career going up in flames. Because it's such a disaster right now. We got to go. We're on for a full two tomorrow for Trey. Trey, Mitch. Go Cats.